what I'm going to talk about today is what are those K-dramas? They're not K-dramas. You know what I mean? Like, what are those K-dramas that are not like K-drama? <laughs> <laughs> she sells seashells by- <laughs> Welcome to What Should I Watch? A podcast to learn about interesting and inspiring Korean TV shows, aka Korean dramas. I'm your host, T, and every week, I help a guest with what to watch next. You know, for example, when you go out to eat together in a group, you say like Dutch pay, right? Fresh Korean expression is like... In pay? Yeah, right. how many it's people had, like, yeah, they literally say... It's a hot summer day. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, it is a hot summer day. How about you? You okay? We need to start recording, but it's so hot. Like, I I don't know how to start talking. <laughs> so you talk about the weather. I should be super perked up, like, hey, welcome! But I'm like, oh, it's so hot. Oh, hi. Oh, I can't even. It's too hot to talk. Where I work, it's about 11 to 10 degrees cooler. So then I drive back to where I live, and yeah, I feel the hot. What have you been uh, watching lately? Anything exciting? Oh, I just watched the second season of DP. Oh, yeah, it's out, yeah? Yeah, uh, I just Did you watch watched... it all? No, I just watched <laughs> the first okay. two episodes. I was say, already? Uh, yeah, I... Um, is it's better than I thought. Oh, that's good. In a way that, you know, it's not just those two guys chasing deserters. It's definitely like a season two. Like, it kind of takes off from where it's left off. Yeah. And it's not just like episode by episode. This episode, they're going to chase after this guy. The next episode, there's another guy's story they're chasing after. It's... I don't think it's like that because I watched the episodes and it's more in-depth of this whole situation like why Korean men has to go to military and you know it's like nobody's really a victim and everybody's also um, plaintiff <laughs> from the military laws point of view plaintiff so everybody's plaintiff everybody's victim you know it's really just kind of sad situation so I think it's you know going more in-depth on that but yeah, it's so good. I watched two episodes and... So you're in. You're in already and yeah. you're ready to go. That's good. If you haven't watched the first season, I highly recommend watching the first season and coming back to the second season. And also check out my episode 35 that I covered DP season one. Yeah, what about you? I uh, haven't watched much TV lately. I've had a busy couple of weeks with work, but I'm anxious to... To get back to it, I did uh, get another episode in of Reply, which I still haven't finished. <laughs> that's how behind I am. But also, that's a long show, so you really have to invest like a couple thousands of hours. So. Yeah, I was thinking about the playlist episode after listening to the podcast, and and uh, I just listened to to see how how it, how it went. And, um, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I need to I need to get on that. It actually inspired me to want to watch it. And I was like, that's kind of what the episodes are supposed to do, right? Yeah. So that actually, was good. Actually, you know, now that you said this Reply, one of the, like, higher-ups in DP, yeah. he's also a dad in Reply, but it's a very different character. He's, yeah. like, kind of, like, funny, kind of... He's kind of Kind of silly, goofy, goofy yeah. dad, Yeah. But in the in DP, he's a, one of the higher ups, very serious, but also, you know, he's like a soldier. So, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely different. He does get to do a little emotional work and um, reply, but yeah, it's not most of the time. It's just him kind of being fun. <laughs> he's yeah. a fun character. You know, somebody was just telling me that he's 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 Korean, but he's like, yeah, I don't watch K drama because. You know, it's K-drama. I don't watch K-drama. Yeah. And I was like, 
what do you mean? He's like, you know, it's K drama, so I don't watch K drama. Like, I don't know what you mean by that. I mean, I I knew what he kind of meant, but I was like, huh, okay. Um, but yeah, that kind of made me think. Still, like a lot of people think of K drama as something like soap opera and right, you know, just telenovela type. You know, even after the Squid Game, a lot of people know about Minari, and you know, there are a lot of serious work. But yeah, I think that's the sort of image that K drama has. Yeah, when you when you said it, that's what I thought too. That's what I thought he meant. Oh, it's K drama. Like it's just whatever soap opera. I don't opera. watch K drama. Yeah. It's for, uh, what, is he saying that it's for, like, old women or something? They would be the only ones that are interested? Or it's maybe it's not that specific, but just just K-drama. Oh, it's K-drama. I'm like, are you kidding me? What about Mr. Sunshine? What about my mister? What about Missing? Like, that's all really high-quality programming. <laughs> well, I want to say the opposite, like, well, okay, so you don't watch K-drama, so you, you only watch, like, American stuff, like... What about General Hospital? Ha ha. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of shows that are uh, probably a little more modern than General Hospital that are in that realm, right? <clears throat> like I think about like a lot of the reality shows people watch, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a very specific kind of television, but not... Recently, that would be, like, considered, um, I mean, people used to say that's, like, kind of trash TV. Right. You know? Yeah. That's kind of what we're talking about? Like, oh, well, that's just K-drama. It's kind of trash TV. Yeah, it's like a telenovela, like, you know, whatever, just time-killing. There's really nothing serious about it. It's just all emotional, whatever. Emotional stories. Nothing real, nothing really good. Right. But I'm like, that's why I'm saying, like, okay, so you only watch American stuff. But Did you ask what he watches? What no, he likes? I mean it wasn't like one-on-one conversation. Right. But I'm like, that's why I brought up General Hospital. Like, what about all yeah. those soap opera? You think American soap opera is better than some of the K dramas? Is that your theory? You know? Right. Because he was basically saying like, all K dramas. His, his assumption is that all K dramas are K dramas. Right. Right. Like it's almost like some kind of stigma. Like. When you talk about K drama, oh, it's K drama. Yeah, it doesn't matter. What it's kind of it like what, it's a K drama. Yeah, it's kind of like how um, either the joke is like a European's view American as like oh, it's American, he's American, whatever you know. Right. Americans are all whatever you know. But like, really, do you really all think? Do you really think all Americans are stupid and whatever you know? Like right. that's just kind of bad. It's a generalization. Yeah. Yeah, it's an assumption. I wonder. So if, yes. Uh huh. I wonder if General Hospital is even on air anymore. I don't know. So for me, since that conversation or that disclaimer that I heard, I kept thinking about, you know, K-drama and what it's like. I Google the word, just literally just one word, K-drama, to see what comes up and, you know, kind of, it's been sitting on my mind. Good idea. But what I'm going to talk about today is one of those K-dramas that are not K-dramas. You know what I mean? Like, one of those K-dramas that are not like K-drama. <laughs> <laughs> she sells seashells. My <laughs> I'm just trying to say this is a really good K-drama. It has nothing to do with, you know, man and woman trying to date for like 10 episodes in a row. And they right. finally hold hand and some mom comes up and throws some cash at her because she doesn't approve her. None of that stuff. You know what I mean. So no relationship drama. I mean, relationship's not bad, but, you know, I mean, I think it's the same, like, whether you look at Hollywood, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, or British, you know, there are good ones and bad ones. Yeah. Do you think uh, the K-drama tends to stretch out the story longer? I mean, that's kind of a... I mean, they do, but I think that's why it's kind of fun, because... In fact, I think I hear that some people watch K-drama because of that. K-drama rom-com? Yeah. I don't know, but that's not my specialty. So I'm going to talk about my specialty, which is thriller, horror, gore, suspense, action. I guess everything but (laughs) rom-com. 
satire. So yeah, today's drama that I'm going to talk about is really good. If you like Squid Game or DP or Narco Saints, any of those that I covered previously, you'll love this one. Gotcha. But I have to I have to give it a little warning. This drama does not show any explicit content, but the theme is based on uh, a group of underage boys and girls doing illegal stuff mm. related to sexual crime. Oh, wow. So if that's going to trigger you... Don't watch. <laughs> I don't want to say don't watch. <laughs> don't watch. I mean, there's no graphic content. I mean, it's a Korean show, so they're not going to have anything graphic. But it's the idea that they throw out there. So it could be triggering. Okay. That's all I'm saying. It's a good warning. This came out in 2020, and there are only 10 episodes. That's easy. 10. But just like DP, this is, what do you call it? Like short, but... Action-packed? Yeah. That's good. That's kind of what I was thinking about when I was asking about things being stretched out, you know? Mm. You tend to see it, a lot of American shows right now. They kind of they talk about it being long form, you know, because you have yeah. 12 episodes on Netflix or something like right. that. But really, if you narrow it down, the story maybe could have been like a two-hour movie. Right. So it's just kind of, just because that's the thing to do now, to make a, a limited series or something mm. like that. It's like, but when you really look at the story, do I really need all of this? Or is it just because that's what we're doing now? Hmm. So this, what you're talking about now, it sounds like... 10 episodes, especially for a Korean show, that's short. Yeah. Right? It's not 16. It's not 12. Yeah. It's it's not 24. It's 10. That's great. Right. And the idea is that there's a lot going on in each episode, which is what you're saying. Yeah. So that, that appeals it's to me. It's pretty intense. I like that. Yeah. It's called extracurricular. Makes me think about school. <laughs> that's my specialty, huh? Extra credit. <laughs> That is, is there also extra my, credit? Can I do extra credit? It's also my specialty. No extra credit. <laughs> no extra credit. Extracurricular activities. So why is it called extracurricular? And is that the Korean name as well? Korean name is a little different. If you, if I were to literally translate Korean name, it will be like humanity class. Or, humanity class? Uh, Human lesson, a lesson on humanities or something like that. Wow. Or lesson on how to become a human. Okay. Something like that. Or how to become a mature human. Something along that line. An adult, maybe. But the Netflix title is Extracurricular. Having said that, this is on Netflix. And in fact, this was one of the first Netflix originals that they did. So Kingdom came out first and they did this. And then they also did... The Hellbound. Mm. Yeah, that was a serious. So yeah, this was one of those early Netflix originals. It's, it's only been three years and look how many Netflix originals are there now. Hundreds. Right. Probably, right? Or maybe not all those are originals, I guess you'd say. Or maybe they are, I don't know. I don't know what the No, there are a lot of is. Korean Netflix originals now. Right, there are, like, but uh, I don't know what the distinction is. Well, it's basically Netflix money. They they are the producers. But haven't they haven't they like bought the rights to certain Korean shows? So and, and a lot of Korean calling. shows that you on you see on Netflix is what they air in Korea and then they're just buying to be able to stream on Netflix. Right. Whereas is that called a, a Netflix original? Then? No. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. They wouldn't call it that right because i feel it's, like you told me that before yeah it? it's kind of weird because sometimes i see it like that like yeah. i know that 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 was definitely like it was korean network show yeah and then it starts to stream on netflix sometimes even at the same time but like for some reason they still say netflix original so right I'm like i don't know what the legality of using that word you know but i guess they could still say that although it's not theirs technically they're just paying to stream it on netflix 
Right. But this one and Kingdom and some of the other ones that I mentioned is actually like, you know, from they developed the it yeah de- developed Netflix. and put yeah. the money in and everything is done by Netflix, including Squid Game. So, is extracurricular? Does it have to do with t- with uh, school? Yes. So. As I said before, this has something to do with kids, underage students, and school, which is why it's called extracurricular. Also, Korean title, uh, humanities class, something like that. Is it a certain grade of kids? You said underage. Oh, yeah, good point. So they're in high school. Okay, so high school kids. Yeah. They're, they're all high school students in the show. So... The reason I picked this one is because I went to Target the other day and I kept seeing like back to school sale and all this stuff and you know notebooks are like 39 cents. Right. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And like I don't have to worry about that now. Yeah. Right? So But yeah, it kind of reminded me like, "Okay, I guess it's time to think about going back to school and kids are starting to do their delayed summer readings and all this stuff. Not like the fun summer reading we talked right. about, like the required <laughs> reading stuff. Yeah, they're like, I have to go back. I better start reading the books <laughs> I was supposed to read two months ago. Where's my textbook? So yeah, it just kind of made me think about this. And I watched this one pretty much like right after it came out. And I didn't know what I was going to watch. Like I just knew... It was something about like high school kids, crime, something like that. But I didn't know any of the actors in here. And oh, really? You know, they were all new to you? Yeah, but you know, it was twenty twenty. Like I needed to find something to watch, something to kill time mm. at home. So that's what we were all doing, right? Yep. So I just kind of watched on a whim, and I was so shocked. It was so good, and. When I thought about something about going back to school and school-related drama, there are a lot of like high school or school life-related Korean dramas, but this is definitely different. Yeah. Because because it's not like a bubblegum sugar-coated like high school life, like all fun and whatever, you know. So what is it about? Tell you what it's about. <laughs> How is it different? A high school boy, Oh Jisoo, has no presence among his classmates, although he's a model student with excellent grades. He seems very shy and reserved, but in reality, he's doing something bold and illegal to make money. Money is everything to him since he lives alone after his parents left home. His job is to arrange dates with underage boys and girls through an online messenger and he receives commission for monitoring the safety of these kids who go out on dates. His nickname in the business is Uncle. His business partner is someone of his dad's age, but they've never met since they always communicate through the chat. This guy's nickname is Manager Lee, and he guards the kids from unpleasant or even violent problems. So Min Hee, who is Jisoo's classmate, is one of Jisoo's girls, and Minhee doesn't know her pimp, aka uncle, is Jisoo, because he uses the online chat or a computer voice if he has to call her. Another classmate of Jisoo is Bae Gyuri. Gyuri's parents own a top K-pop agency, and she's also a popular girl at the school. But for some reason, she's very cynic and rogue. She's smart, but she doesn't necessarily use her brain for good causes. The homeroom teacher ties the two kids who are the opposite type into a club activity so they can get close as friends. Gyuri starts to show interest in Jisoo only because she has never had to hang out with this type of person before. One day, Gyuri steals Jisoo's business phone and finds out about his double life. A normal high school kid would be shocked, report it to the police, and keep a distance. But this makes Gyuri more interested in Jisoo. The main reason is because she also needs money to run away from her pressuring parents. 
she learns that Jisoo has $60,000 cash stashed at home. So she tries to trick Jisoo and steal the money, but fails. The cash is stolen and Jisoo finds out that Yuri has been manipulating him with his business phone. Jisoo is devastated because the cash is gone and Yuri knows about his business. But then, Yuri proposes to expand the business and Jisoo decides to go for it even if he doesn't win. Meanwhile, a policewoman noticed that Mini is involved in the underage sex crime and approaches her for questioning. So Jisoo and Guri decide to make Mini off the list to get rid of the risk. But little do they know then, there is an enormous storm coming their way. Soon, Guri lures one of the K-pop trainees at her parents' agency into the business, and this trainee boy goes out on a date with the wife of a vicious gang leader, Liu. When Liu finds out, he catches the trainee and threatens to kill him. He gets so scared, he tells on Jisoo and manager Lee and even leads the gangs to them. Jisoo is caught by the gangs and he's about to be killed for organ trafficking. But at the last moment, he is saved by an offer. That is to partner with Liu's gang for his dating business. Does it make sense? Yeah. Uh, it's a very rich... <laughs> well, it's a very rich like topic. You know, you start going into all that uh, yeah. really shady underground stuff that happens in, in our world. And, you know, you're going into, what, organ doning, stealing organs. <laughs> you're getting into sex trafficking, you know. So the kids are basically doing it because they need money. That's the main motivation. Right. And in, it's interesting because it really starts with this one kid, and he's, on the surface, he's a good kid. He's right. like a good student. He's very shy and quiet, never a problem kid. But in real life, that's who he is. He's basically a pimp, right? Yeah. So it was like this quiet thing, and it's just the problem gets bigger and bigger. So what do you mean by bigger? It gets bigger and bigger? Well, it was just his... Almost like a side gig. He wanted to remain as this good high school kid. Gotcha. You know, like his parents left him. His dad is somewhere. So his business got bigger. Bigger but riskier. Okay. With it came more risk. Right. Because first of all, he had to share the secret with this girl, Cutie. Right. He was found out. So but I mean, that, yeah, that was... cut her in. Yeah, exactly. And that was still kind of manageable. Because she's like, whatever, and she could be useful, maybe, because this girl is like a polar opposite, right? right? She's like quick and smart, and she's manipulative, and it's very different than this kid, right? So that was still manageable, it's okay, but, you know, now there's this gang involved in this underage sex crime ring. <laughs> That's a whole other level, right? Yeah. So you have gangs now that are... Trying to what, like, get some money along with it, or steal yeah, his money? Yeah, do the that business together, and right. they want their share. So it's all about, yeah. It's all about the money. That's such a great uh, lesson in life, and such a good uh, storyline. Is the, you know, you start something and you and you, conservatively do it well, and you're, you know, you're doing well, but then at some point something happens or you want more or as soon as it gets out of hand that's when everything falls apart i mean when you think about it it's very viable sadly and also smart for this guy to do that business because he wants to remain almost like invisible he wants he likes that he's like a ghost at school right and you know, he's not trying to be a popular kid. He's not trying to get attention from anyone. He just wants to have enough money to sustain himself. And, um, you know, the only way to do that while maintaining his good student statue is to do something on the phone so he doesn't have to be actually physically somewhere, right? So all he does is he has this program on this phone, like like Messenger. So it's like a group chat. So uh-huh. he has a list of girls that he manages so he just sends out the message, okay, I have a client, 
four o'clock, let's say, you know, time skater, whatever, who's in, you know, just one of those girls on the list will reply, I'll go, right? So all he does is he just manages these girls and gets clients. He's, he's like a broker, right? And that's kind of really smart for high school kids to make a lot of money in a short time. And he doesn't have to be physically anywhere. So he can actually it's spend easy. all the time. Yeah. yeah, he's studying. He's a good student. Like he gets all the good grades and he's a, you know, a top of the class. Right. So it's really smart. And that's really, the why, that's really why he was able to save so much cash. Right. The, any moral or ethical issues that he has with his business? I mean, they not, talk about that in the show, or does it not really talk about that? A little bit, like. I mean, obviously, these girls are not. Do they go into the, what the dates are like, or is it just understood that? Yeah, it's they sex, show or? a little bit, but that's also an interesting question because I think in America or in the Western culture, it's you know you meet somebody, you assume okay, it's you know sex, right? But it's not always sex. So some of these men, they want just some underage girls. So they can go out to the bar together and just have somebody pour them drink or, you know, just have somebody to go out on a date. Like, they just look good because they look like they're dating somebody so much younger, right? Right. Vice versa, same with, like, you know, maybe there's a housewife. She just wants to go on a picnic or just, you know, go somewhere, go for a drive with a young, nice-looking man in the uh, passenger seat, something like that. I mean, of course, there are occasions that, you know, it's strictly sex. They meet at the hotel and then that's it. You know, just one hour. Right. Right. But, you know, it's not always that. So it's really up to the client. And that's probably one of the information that he puts on the chat. Yeah. Like, you know, four o'clock, time scare. This client information, blah, blah, blah. this is what he wants. You know, something like that. Right. You know, that's the circumstances. Yeah, that makes sense. I think a lot of uh, a lot of American films when they talk about prostitution, right? It's strictly. Uh, no, it's it's like what you're talking okay. about. It, they usually show that most of the time it's not sex. Yeah, it's like really it's just somebody lonely, right? And whatever it is that makes them not feel lonely. Yeah, it could be going out on a date. It could be someone to you know be with for a minute. It could be like some weird sex thing but not like not necessarily even intrusive or touching it's just like right. they just want them to be in the room or you know exactly. all those kind of things like yeah. i think uh, a lot of a lot of that has been like covered in 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 that world and as opposed to something like some of the older movies like in the 70s and 80s when they talked about prostitution, it felt like it was just that. Right. It was like, oh, it was like very one-sided. <laughs> right. It didn't kind of encompass, you know, the heart of it. Right. So, yeah, it's interesting because this guy is very reserved. He's He almost looks like a, you know, like one of those, like a, you know, just quiet kid. Like he's almost always awkward and, you know, you yeah. always have one of those kids at school. And on the, you know... After school, this is what he does. He's a pimp. So, <laughs> you know, they showed a little bit of his, like, conflict of morals. He's not, like, a bad guy. Yeah. Because, you know, there are some scenes that he's conflicted with stuff. But I don't think he's conflicted about using his classmate. I mean, he, his classmate is one of the girls he manages. Right. But the type of business is okay with him. Right. And I think that says something about the current generation because this drama is very real, right? And, and that's modern. one of the compli- yeah, that's one of the compliments it got, like um, critic, both from the critics and the viewers. That it's very real. Yeah. Like. So if it was gonna be a drama, this kid would be like conflicted every night, like, oh my god, this is dirty money. I should stop this or right. something like that, right? But he's okay with it. Like. Right. He's totally like fine. And this girl, Guti, that he later joins together for the business, she's even, like, a level up. Yeah. She has, like, zero morality. And she's all about manipulation and, you know, making money. And she's even trying to take advantage of this guy who's initially... He was the owner of this business, right? Right. I mean, it's... On the surface, it's two very um, bold kids. Yeah. 
well, they're, uh, you know, sounds like they're smart and they're taking matters in their own hands and they're trying to make some money and be successful. And, you know, that's the uh, modern, it's the modern thing for kids. They just want to, how do I make money? What business can I have? You know? Well, you just said something um, for the girl. That's basically the girl's character. Yeah. I mean, she's not trying to be successful. She is successful already because if she follows her parents' direction, she's going to inherit that big K-pop oh, okay. company. Right. So they're not trying to be successful. They're not trying to be like, you know, I want money. I want to be whatever, like rich and famous. That's not what they want. Mm. She wants money so she can run away. She wants to get out of Korea because she hates her parents. Her parents are so pressuring, so like coercive. So she just needs money to get away from her parents so she could be free. For him, he just wants to live a normal life. And he understands that he needs money. The right. normal life requires money. Right. So in fact, on his phone, there's this like kind of finance app that he uses. Yeah. So it's basically his money in and out, like what he money, uses money for. You know, what do, what do you call like? Like a QuickBooks app or yeah, something? Yeah, something like a QuickBooks, something like that. And the title of the file is uh, Project Normal Life. Hmm, gotcha. So that's kind of, we know what he's, what his, where his head is based right. on that. So he's not trying to be like rich and famous, none of that. Like, he just wants to have money so he can go to college. He wants to, you know, just, he, he's dreaming of normal life. Go to college, get a normal job, maybe go on a date. Just very normal, ordinary life. But he understands that requires money, and he doesn't have parents, or his parents just his parents go in and out of his life, so they're not reliable. So this side hustle, which was very manageable initially, now has changed quite a lot because right. you have introduced a new person into your world, which is changing everything, and then more people find out, and then now his money's in jeopardy. The one thing he's worked so hard for, right? Right. And the girl's really bold, so she drags this trainee guy who's basically, you know, training to be a one of the pop K pop like idol group mm. members. So she drags him in and he's like, I mean if you're training you don't have any money so he's like, Okay, I need money, what can I do? So she saw the chains, so she drags him in. So it's another new person, right? And having her, because she's such a like bold character, yeah. she has no fear. Right. So, you know, that's a risk too. And also there's a cop now asking questions to Minhee, their classmate. Things are getting complicated. And then... Why is there a cop? What happened? Did something happen that the cop is on there? Well, when, when Minhee went on a date, like one of the dates, yeah, the guy was kind of like a weirdo. So he was trying to like do something with a knife to this girl Yeah. in the motel room. And the manager Lee guy, he's kind of the fiscal guy. So he's like physically there, like around the area to protect the girls yeah, and boys. Yeah, just in case something happens. Yeah. But um, he, like it was his day off. So the dates weren't supposed to happen, but like they were so desperate for money. So they, they received a client and the guy was weirdo. So he had to call the cop last minute. Okay. And that's kind of like how you see a little bit of he's not a complete like cold-blooded person. Like, right. Because for his he own cares. sake. Yeah, for his own sake, like, oh, you know, whatever. So he ended up getting the cops involved, and now they're on, they're trying to... But then when cops got happened. there, like, nobody was there, and it was supposed to be all good, but this cop, like, this newbie cop who's a woman got some weird feeling about this crime, or, mm -hmm. like, possibly crime scene, and she thinks... This could be some kind of underage crime. She didn't know it was like necessarily like sex crime. Right. But she thought maybe there was an underage kid involved because she she saw the surveillance surveillance camera. Gotcha. So she's like, okay, I need to know what this underage looking girl was doing there. Right. And she started digging, and then you know, Chisu and Guri had to cut her off. The Minhee girl, their classmate, because they didn't want to be tied with her. Right. Okay, so they, by cut her off, you mean they, she stopped working with them? Right, they let her go. They fired her. Gotcha. You're not one of our girls now. 
Wah, wah. <laughs> so this came out in 2020, and the reason it got so big is because it's actually kind of based on what happened in 2019. Like a real life story? Sort of. So, so there was this big case in 2019. It's called number N case. And basically it means, you know, when you have like a group chat kind of thing, you name your group chat. Yeah. Like my classmates or like hometown right. buddies or something like that, right? Right. So I guess that group chat or or the, you know, online group was named N. And then like alphabet N. Yeah. But basically it was, it was like a online sex crime room chat. Hmm. And there were like twenty some somewhere between like ten twenty thousand people wow. in that room, and That's a lot. yeah, some of the members were actually famous celebrities, mm. which was why it got so big in the first place, and the whole country, the whole prosecution started digging and that kind of that was really tip of the iceberg gotcha this whole underground online chat also like kind of gaslighting the girls and all that issue mm -hmm. and grooming and i mean it right. was just you know what else kind of situation so they caught the guy who initially started this chat and to a certain extent this investigation and follow-up is still going on after like four years I'm sure, yeah, there's a lot of... If there's that many people involved, it yeah. takes a while to investigate all that. Yeah. And I guess it wasn't always underage people. Yeah. And it could be, like, same, like, victims or the, you know, buyers. Right. Or whoever's involved. It, it could be, you know, all different age group. Right. Didn't necessarily have to be underage. Exactly. And it wasn't always like girls either. It could be boys and it could right. be girls and, you know, vice versa. And but yeah, the, this was huge. And I think it was going on for several years. And the fact that Korea is very advanced in this whole online community and all that, you know, that really helped this yeah. <laughs> you know, growing so big. Right. And there's a Netflix documentary now. It's called Cyber Hell, Exposing an Internet Horror. So if you're interested, I didn't watch this, but if you're interested in this kind of crime, you could look up Cyber Hell. Is it about this specific one or just in general? Yeah, I think it's it's about this specific one, but it branches out to different types of like online gotcha. sex crime and grooming also. You know, it reminds me of like not 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 just Jeffrey Epstein kind of yeah situation where there's grooming and there's underage and there's a lot of money involved right. because of the kind of people that he got involved with. You know, yeah. But also, um, what was it, a few years ago? It was that actress. She wasn't like a big time actress, but she was on a TV show or something. And then it was like this cult. This kind oh, of Nexium. Yeah. Yeah. And you said in. In fact, and she it just got me oh. Of that. Oh, because that's kind of a weird name. Like it had origins in some kind of mythology. Oh I think, no, that I think Koreans use n a lot. You know, it's basically when you 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 know like in math you say like um, x, like n as in like a certain yeah. number of numerical so like equals, yeah. yeah yeah yeah. So Koreans say that a lot, like especially uh, like when you go, you know, for example, when you go out to eat together in a group, like yeah, you say like Dutch pay, right? Yeah. The Koreans, the express, Korean expression is like... Um, n pay. Yeah, n pay. So mm. however many people... Right. How many it's people the had... Like, yeah. Version. They literally say n pay. Oh my so if gosh. there are like five people and the whole bill is $100, hey, let's just do n pay. Okay, $20 each. Yeah, I doubt anybody would have thought of that outside of... Like, um, I don't think Americans would have... I wouldn't have made that connection. Yeah, Koreans say n, why n that, a lot in that sense. Why they would call this n. Yeah, because there were so many heads involved in there. Yeah. That makes sense. But yeah, it reminded me of, like you said, Nex Nexium. I, I think guess. the issue of this is like, you know, for example, like Nexium and Epstein, that's like, you have to be rich. You have to have a connection. You have to know somebody to get in that group, right? 
This yeah. is this is like literally your next door, you know, grandpa next door, Ajashi, or could be your husband, could be your brother, anyone, just very normal right. person. Right. Not just men, you know. It could be your teacher. I mean, they're talking about students doing crime here, but it could be your teacher who are in this N chatting group, right? Yeah. So it was just very ordinary people joining this group because the price range could be very affordable, I guess, because it's normal people meeting normal people. Well, yeah. And, so, well, and I think, too, that I think that happens in real life a lot. We just don't hear about it because it's right. not rich people that are getting caught, you know? Right. So, yeah, it was a big issue. And um, the head of this N chat got caught now. And Wow. Yeah, but um, after this, the whole country went crazy and they did all kinds of surveys and, you know, education program and all this stuff. And so I looked it up and it said um, in 2020 survey, they said 10% of underage students or underage people said they were coerced into unwanted situation, whether it's crime or the crime quite didn't happen, but they were forced into a situation they didn't want. Gotcha. In Korea? Yeah. And 54% of them did not let anyone know about that. Right. So it's obviously happening a lot and the culture is not yet... There's not like a whistleblower right. culture yet. Right. And they said uh, um, they also had a survey with underage people in risk. And they said risk meaning like... They live with single parents or no parents or they're living in a home, like uh, orphanage or mm-hmm. some kind of care facility, or they have left home before, they have experience leaving home, whether they want went back or not. Right. So students with a certain situation, and that wow. survey came out even worse. So they said 48% of them did online dating, huh. whether sex was involved or not, and... 88% of them said it was arranged online. Wow. So that's a very popular method. Obviously, this is going on. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know if COVID helped to reduce number a little bit, but, you know, if this was the stats in 2020, now it's probably worse, yeah. if not the same. Yeah, could be. Could be worse. Do you think? People have opened up more about that in Korea? I don't know. Um, It's hard for you to know because you're not there. But, you know, this drama, the main characters are like, they're very newbies. The guy who played Jisoo, he was in a couple of things Mm -hmm. before, but all of them, except the manager lead character, he's actually a big cast, but everyone was pretty much new. Hmm. So the drama had nothing to promote with. Right. Like, it's not like, oh, Brad Pitt. Yeah, it's not a lot of big names. Yeah, but it got big just based on the fact that it's so real. Right. And it got a lot of... The subject matter. Yeah, Yeah. and started from the underage viewers. In fact, I think this was was like rated 18 or something, but it got a lot of, yeah, raves from the underage viewers and current high school middle school college students they said this this was very real and especially the way they talk to each other yeah like the way they chat all that was like almost like a documentary level like so real you know the the fine nuance like how they talk actually like versus like a dialogue right as in like scripted yeah yeah so it's relatable for them something hit a nerve with them that they connected I mean I graduated high school like hundreds of years ago but I related to them is the who's the writer do you know uh, or writers I don't know who the were writer they young is. writers to tap into the modern lingo and you know actually I don't know who the writer is but I know the director yeah he's uh he's done some really good stuff he actually did almost one and only Korean word drama back in like some 20 years ago oh it was like 20 episodes, Korean drama with like Oh, you've told me cast. about that before, right? Maybe when we were doing like Korean yeah. War episode. 
Wasn't there a documentary and then there was a scripted show or something like that? Uh, is that what I said? I don't, I don't know. know. But this was like <laughs> almost the only Korean war, war drama, drama, not yeah, like you told me movie. About that. Yeah, yeah. But it's like 20 years ago and That's funny. it's hard to find. And yeah, I, but it was really well made. It was just like not. So that person. So that he did that and then this wow. one. That's it? <laughs> no, he did something else in between. He did a bunch but, in between, yeah. but yeah, that's a, that's such a funny <laughs> shift. Well, I, I know that um, it just made me think about, which was surprising to me. It was surprising, as, and it wasn't surprising. But something about Japan, how they just changed the law. They had a law that was like, basically, it was like a rape law. It was like... If you're 12, you know, and you, it was ridiculous. It was like, you, you can still, like, you, you're allowed, I guess they were allowed to have sex with 12-year-olds was the age. And it wouldn't be what? considered rape or something like that. It was really crazy. But then they just changed the law to something like 16 or something like that. That was like the big news. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember hearing that. It was really bad. I was like, What? But it makes sense, like, to what you talked about, you know? Or, like, what I've seen in other movies about that. It's really hard to get convicted of rape because even if you're underage, it didn't matter. And then even if you, like, complained about it, which they never did, oh. it was, like, this law of even if it's forced, it was it was almost like if someone forces themselves on you, it's okay because it's a part of the act because like even if you're resisting it didn't matter that was part of the like law crazy it was just so set up for basically like some old man to like rape a girl that's basically what the law was saying it's like it's okay to rape a little girl and the age limit is 12 yeah that's kind of what it was but now i have to go back and look at that and see exactly but yeah it was really frightening and it's funny because that's not the kind of thing that you see in the news when you hear about Japan. It's always like, oh, it's a great country and blah, 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 all this stuff. And it's like, what? You know, you talk about human rights laws in all these other countries and they're always quick to talk, well, you know, in Saudi Arabia or whatever, like there's all these right. issues. It's like yeah. you don't ever right. hear that like, stuff yeah. about Japan. And here's this like law and it's in the news. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, wow. <laughs> and like no one talks about that. That's crazy. What was it that I mentioned last week that I had to like, I had to add something for a listener to understand better. Mm. It was about something like fish. It was just only a week ago and I forgot. Yep. Things are just coming in and slipping out and don't remember. And Hmm. But anyway, the conflict is not just them trying to maintain the business and trying to make money because there are other characters in the show for example there's this bad guy mm. in school and he's he's like one of those popular guy but he's like semi like a school gang kind of kid yeah he's like a tall really good looking and his parents are rich but he's like a bad guy right and he's actually dating this mean he girl mm. the the crime one of the girls yeah so he gets involved in the whole situation and him and his his guys, his gang, whatever school boys that hang out with. So they're getting involved and Jesus' dad comes home for like, literally for like 30 minutes. And so there's a little upside to him, like how he steals money. And so there are other conflicts. And of course there are, you know, homeroom teacher being involved. The homeroom teacher is a really nice guy, and that's why he, you know, made them, like, Jisoo and Guri to hang out together, because he was thinking, like, okay, they're very different, but I right. feel like they can benefit. They would connect. Yeah. yeah. So there are all these other characters that you, they create extra, um, extra conflict. Right. Which also contribute to the action-packed right. nature of these episodes. But I think more importantly, you have to understand that the setup that, you know, Jesus is using his classmate and another classmate of them is being involved as one of the pimps. You know, this setup is even more kind of, like you said, like it's, it's about morality, but also like, is it morality? Like when 
a kid's parents just left them home and were like, I don't know, it's it's a show about like you they question a lot about this kind of stuff, ethics and stuff because Yeah, well the the question is uh what is right and what is wrong. Right. In the black and white. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so your ethical and your moral standard or whatever wherever your compass is Right. That's what you're grappling with. Like, yeah, this, do the circumstances of your situation justify your actions? Yeah. What What is your line, right? What is your gray area? What do you think is right? Is it okay? So somehow, you know, your actions that you have, somewhere in your head you've justified them Yeah. to make you do those actions. Right. If you're conscious of your decisions. Yeah. And not just making decisions on a whim. You know? Well, after I watched the whole, you know, 10 episodes, <laughs> makes me think that really the show is asking us, right? you know, what have we done to help these kids or contribute to these crimes? Right. You know, it's the society that created this kind of situation in the first place. Yeah. You know. It's like, it's your world, boss. I'm just living in it. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to do whatever I whatever have to takes to survive. To. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, also... In Korea, when you're in school, like, you are in one room together. Yeah. So, like, here, you know, let's say you're a freshman or whatever, you know. To be clear, you're talking about high school, right? Throughout high school, like from elementary school to high school. Because that's how it is in America. You You move around, right? So next. No, not until you're in the later grades. I mean, not when you're in, like, elementary school. I'm saying, like... At their age, yeah. these kids are all high school students. That, yeah, that's why know. I'm asking. Some are like sophomore or something like that. Yeah, and they stay in the same room. Yeah, in America, like, and you don't always have to go to school. Nobody cares, right? right. Like, okay, I'm going to skip today. Well, I'm I mean, allowed to skip. People care, but it just depends on the level of, yeah, it depends on the situation. Right. But here's the difference. There's not, it's not consistent depending on what state you are, what county well, you are, too, part of the yeah. country. Like, it, it's all over the map. But yeah. with with the Korean system, it's pretty standard, I would I imagine. I mean, in Korea, what happens is even if you're a senior in high school, you're yeah. literally graduating next week. Right. You have set schedule. You didn't create that schedule. It's the school that created that schedule. Right. And you're in the same room with somewhere around 30, maybe close to 40, somewhere between yeah. students in the same room, literally all year long together. So every week you change room, but you're in the same. Basically, you, it's, that's your homeroom. Right. So that's the system. And because you are supposed to be in your seat. Yeah. Let's say, you know, you're, you just don't feel like going to the chemistry class. So you missed the class. I need to go get some dakbokki. They're <laughs> going to call your parents right the next minute. Right. Like into five minutes to class, they don't see you. Like they're going to call them up. Yeah, it's very strict. No freedom. No freedom. It's, and you know, so, and in a way, like, I'm trying to say, like, the bond is a little different between the classmates. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, yeah, I know that girl. We went to school together. I've seen her in the hallway. It's not like that. Like, you're literally with these, like, 30 kids in the same room, eating, studying, doing whatever all together. Right. So. The bond is a little different. Yeah. I mean, it could be a really strong bond or. If you don't get along with somebody, like you're stuck with that person for the whole year. Which also is a strong Which is also a problem. because of hate. All, Yeah, bullying issue and all, yeah. all the stuff. But my point is that, you know, so the idea of using your classmates as your, you know, clients, you know, what do you call? I don't even know what to call. Like, what's the antonym of pimp <laughs> as one of your girls? I mean, you're in this business with your classmates, literally. Yeah. So that's a little different feel than just knowing somebody. Oh, yeah, she was in my social studies class or... Right. I had a class with her. Yeah. Versus, like, this is someone I see every day. You see, like, at least seven, year. eight hours Well, every not day. only that, probably you have a lot of crossover from the year before and the yeah, year before exactly. that, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you know, in high school... You had classes that you had to take, but you signed up for them. Exactly. In America. That too. Yeah. Like you, you would pick what your electives were. Right. Like, oh, there's two English classes. I have to take one of them. Right. Do I right. want the 830 or do I want the two o'clock? Exactly. Like, yeah. like you work out your schedule. Yeah. I mean, it was like almost like college, you know, just that idea. Right. Exactly. 
yeah, that really doesn't happen until you go to college in Korea. And then so. you were only like you could miss days, but like if you skipped, you you would get busted most of the time. <laughs> and you'd either be expelled, suspended, or, or they would call your parents at some point. But there was a lot of freedom. Even as seniors, you know what we were allowed to do as a senior. So that's like your last year of high school. Um, you could leave campus to go eat lunch. I've had kids. You've heard like about that, that right? Yeah. So, so I would drive to whatever Taco Bell and my next class. And so, what you would do when you're setting up your senior schedule is that class after lunch, you like you come back way later, so you can take like a two hour lunch, or you decide to get all your classes out of the way before lunch, and then you're just gone. So it's almost like a half day. So a lot of times that would happen like on Thursday or Friday. But yeah, I imagine you don't have that kind of freedom. Nope. Because <laughs> then at all. after that, after school, then you have to go do a thousand other things that you have to sign or you're signed up for in exactly, Korea, right? That too. Man. So yeah, all that stuff. I mean, it's a society. Like, I mean, can we really blame these kids? You know. But also, like, they're kind of smart. When you watch this, you don't really think about like, man, like, are you serious? What are these kids doing? You know, you don't think that way. You're just you kind of feel sorry for these kids, and also you almost like want to root for these kids, right? And feel bad, and you kind of feel guilty a little bit. Maybe that's just me. Well, I think that's good. I mean, I think I think that's interesting. You know, also, the way you frame a story. Yeah, it's not so like you're right. It's not so black and white. It's not that the it's not that the drama is trying to say like these are the bad kids doing the bad things right it's you not know? about that yeah and they're just in a situation they have to survive and you know they're not all the way bad they're not trying to kill somebody they're not trying to like you know yeah. right yeah that's true that's it's different point. than like teenager gang group yeah that's a different story you know right I mean ultimately this is a business and a lot of people feel that this business should be legal Maybe not necessarily the underage part, but yeah, a lot of people are like, hey, prostitution should be legal. Wouldn't it be just so much easier? Like, Is it legal here? I think it's legal in some some parts of the country, yeah. Huh. I feel like uh, places like Vegas, everything's legal. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. Anywhere, anywhere gambling's legal, prostitution is probably legal. <laughs> so, well, I don't know, maybe Atlantic City. Where else is gambling legal? Uh, no Indian idea. reservations. <laughs> but yeah, I think the highlight of this drama is the girl uh, who's playing Guri character. She's getting more roles now, and her name is Park Juhan. That's her name. I think she's definitely a rising star. A star to watch out for. Yeah, she's she's so good. I mean. I kind of hated her when I was watching it. She's so good, and she's just—I <laughs> mean, she's this rich girl. She has nothing to be scared of, and she's she's got the whole world under her palm kind of character. She's like, I'm smart. I know I'm pretty. I can do anything. You know, th- that's why in the first place she was not scared of this guy when she found out that he's doing this business. You know, right? She's she like, just oh my god, that's it. fun. Okay, yeah. whatever. She saw it as an opportunity. Yeah. But yeah, I, it's it's a good summer show. Just. Fun, action-packed thriller. The fact that they're you know still students makes you like kind of like nervous if they're gonna get in trouble or if they're gonna get <laughs> killed. So yeah. Hurt, killed, in trouble. Yeah. Extracurricular. You know the reason they named extracurricular in Netflix in English title is probably because when they plan their business and when they have to like go into their business meeting stuff. Yeah. They meet in that like school activity club oh, okay. room. Gotcha. So there's like separate classroom for that their club activity, right? And they use that. So they use that room that. for their <laughs> business meeting. So yeah. it is literally extracurricular activity but That's cool. it's just not very school related. I'm gonna go watch the rest of D P. Oh, yeah, you can't wait, right? Just going to go hit up DP now that it's out. And how many episodes in this season for DP? I think another six. Six? Oh. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't watch it. Maybe I should save the rest for You can watch it one more if there's ten. How about that? <laughs> <laughs>
Well, thanks for uh, sharing. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for joining on a hot day. Yeah, sounds good. I'm excited. I think uh, I'm interested to see how they frame the story. It's it's just one of the shows, as I always say, you know, you watch the first episode and you get into it. Did you know what it was about before you watched it? No, no, I had no idea. I just thought... I think that's cool, yeah. Yeah, I I feel like that's part of it. I knew it was something like with kids and right. they're getting into trouble, but I had no, no idea. idea. Yeah. yeah, I think that's interesting. Like I said, yeah. I just do. I just clicked on something because it was COVID. I was watching something. I yeah. needed something to watch. Well, thanks. Enjoy the weather. <laughs> <laughs>